break, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Game Wild. We are here. Hopefully, we won't be late like we were last week. Um, so we wasn't apologize. my fault. Stupid computer. I played my computer. We 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 uh, hope that you weren't too sad that you missed us out on Monday and we were able to come out on Tuesday. But yeah, we were a day late last week, so we do apologize for the technical difficulties, as we've stated before, and we will always state. Uh, we do this as kind of like a thing to do, you know, and something that we enjoy. We don't make any money off of it. There's no, you know, we don't have any ads or any sponsors or anything like that. So. You know, technical difficulties do happen. We both have full-time jobs, so it's difficult for us when something happens to be able to fix it right away to get things out on time in some cases. But we do appreciate your patience, and we appreciate you guys still following us and uh, enjoying our podcast as it comes along. So speaking of the podcast, let's get right into it. Question of the week is, what's your favorite thing that a gaming company does outside of gaming? So... Realistically, with this question, it doesn't have to be something that you've actually um, had an experience with. It's like stuff that you might be looking forward to or things that maybe haven't even happened yet. Mm -hmm. I know that we're kind of both on the same page here on what we're thinking. And it's and it comes down to, you know, the fact that Nintendo has created a theme park in Japan. It's coming to America. Okay, but it's coming to America. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't wait for that. That's going to be super awesome. Good movie, by the way. So, coming to America. Just saying. And coming to America is good. <laughs> yes, exactly. The second one, coming to America. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, that. I haven't has, seen that. Has yet. had mixed has had mixed reviews, unfortunately. But by the way, I haven't seen it. And into it, what would you say is something that you would be looking forward to for a company outside of ga- a gaming company doing something outside of gaming? So. Well, I mean, spoiler alert: we're actually yeah. going to talk about Nintendo a little bit later too, which is why yep. this this came to light. But um, which, don't get me wrong, I mean, I feel like the only reason I'm not picking the Nintendo theme park is because I know we're talking about it and I want to find something right, else. Sure. So this might be my second thing. It might be my first. I okay. don't know. But However, I, I can't talk about Riot's praises enough, no obviously. I'm, I'm very much like a Riot fan. Right <laughs> but yeah. the, I forget the name of the show, but they are coming wow, out so disappointing with it. Hold on, Riot. You're putting this down and you can't even get your... Oh, no, no, I got this, together. I got this. Okay, okay. it well, is, yeah, you got it. it's, it's called Google. Arcane. It's called Arcane, okay? <laughs> so, Netflix is bringing an animated series based on the characters in League of Legends to Netflix that's going to be coming out this fall. I am so ridiculously hyped because that is like the start of what can be an amazingly large just library of content for riot games based on league of legends because if you guys know anything about that game there's like 150 to 200 champions that all are from different regions on this make-believe planet that it there's so much backstory they have done an amazing job creating this huge storyline so it's like if a guy it's like the harry potter series times 10 like there's you have all that story in there to make content off of and then times that by 10 more and that's how many like characters and stuff you have so Super, super excited. I think I'm going to have to go with that one for, for now anyways. We'll see how that animated yeah. series does in the fall. So that, that'll be good. And, you know, let us know what you like or are looking forward to in regards to stuff that companies do um, outside of gaming that interests you, whether it's TV shows, theme parks, sp- specific merchandise, maybe figurines, stuff like that. So let us know. So Great let's get game. in. 
let's get into the news. We don't have a game eat section uh, this week because we uh, just haven't. Food, but the box is sitting box. on my desk, Joe. <laughs> I know we got a box from Thailand, so we got some really interesting stuff. Stuff that we may or may not eat on podcast. <laughs> you, I know which side. one you're talking about. <laughs> we might make a side video for that one. Who knows? But let's get right into the news then. And the first thing is, uh, has to do with Cyberpunk. Uh, it looks like it's back Oof. in the Sony store. However, we caution you. <laughs> we caution you if you have a PlayStation 4 and are considering Cyberpunk. Um, well, hey, I mean, look at that. Cyberpunk back in the news. It feels like it's been so long since we've talked about this I know. Game. It's because, well, basically... <laughs> Basically because they took it away, so there wasn't really much to talk yeah. about, at least on the console <laughs> side. Um, so I think basically everybody know. was just like, all right, rest in peace, Cyberpunk, let's move on. And then, uh, <laughs> so now it's back. And yeah, yeah it's... Uh... There's a lot of updates and fixes still happening for the PlayStation 4 version, yeah. but apparently the best experience is on the PS4 Pro or PS5. So if you have a standard PS4, unfortunately... We would still not recommend you getting the game, but if well, you have PS5 or PS4 Pro, you may be able to deal uh, with the game without too much, if any, type of glitches or problems. Well, let's be honest. That's like most games, right? <clears throat> I mean, not of to this course extent, things are going to play better. This, like... Well, not to this extent, though, I think yeah, yeah, what yeah. I think the point is here. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just, listen, I'm trying to throw them an olive branch here and be like, all right. Like anything would look better on PS4 Pro and PS5. Like it's okay, Cyberpunk. You, you, Cyberpunk, you did good. You did good. Um, you did good. I you did good. I'm I'm more concerned. Yeah. I just want to throw this out there with with the Cyberpunk shenanigans that happened. Yeah. I am more concerned about the next Witcher, man. I, I hope that this does not because if this article that we found maybe they learned from it. Uh, well, hopefully. But here's the thing: after Witcher Three came out, according to this article and a lot of other stuff that I've read on uh, CD Projekt Red. They had a really crappy work environment for their game designers and stuff like that, just being overworked, right? Which is yeah, sure. very common in this industry, by the way, if, if you guys don't know that. Um, and they they said like, yeah, we're we're, made, we're doing things to make changes, yeah, like it's twenty twenty one, we're gonna we're gonna help people, and uh, that didn't really happen. It got worse with uh, with Cyberpunk, which is why this game got shit on because everybody got overworked. They rushed it. And we had this pile of shit that we are now still talking about six months later as still needing to get fixed. Um, so I don't know. Now I'm worried. Like, I don't want Witcher... I don't want CD Projekt Red because they're under investigation, too, because of mm-hmm. stuff like this. They're investors and everything like that. I don't want them to go out of business. Then we don't get a Witcher. I don't want them to well, do a Witcher. Then it sucks. Let's just like, be honest with... Let's be honest with everyone here. They're not going to go out of business because here's what's going to happen. CD Projekt Red... If they were to fail and they were to go down the tube, it is a perfect time for one of the big three to swoop in and be like, guess oh, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. We're under our team now. So whether it's Sony, Sony, probably not Nintendo, but Sony or Microsoft will probably get into a bidding war mm-hmm. to buy that company so they can get that IP. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised in the next five years if yeah, uh, CD Projekt Red can't dig out of this cyberpunk mess that they're not under the umbrella of Sony or Microsoft. But speaking of that, Microsoft. Favorite. Look at that segue. You're so good at these. <laughs> I try. You're so good at these. <laughs> I try. You want to talk about not rushing a game? Let's talk about Fable and the fact oh. that Phil Spencer basically is throwing out there that, listen, we have an amazing team with top pedigree for this, and mm-hmm. we're going to let the game build. 
and we're not going to rush it. We're going to make sure that it gets to where it needs to be before we bring this up, which is the same reason I think they pushed back Halo because they didn't want to rush something. I think the CD Projekt Red cyberpunk <laughs> issue kind yeah. of gave Microsoft a, a heads up to be like, hey, maybe we need to just refine and perfect it yeah. versus throwing something out and hoping we can fix the issues that come out. Now, like you said, there probably still will be issues, but hopefully nothing that affects the gameplay or affects um, anything so drastically that it just becomes a mockery basically which is i think what happened to cyberpunk because it just became a meme well roughhouse i mean you're you're gonna be happy that uh i mean this is basically i don't know like three or four weeks in a row now that i am slowly but surely jumping on that microsoft bandwagon with you because they're impressing me they really are um yeah. game pass is just undeniably the best value that you can get right now now, granted, PS PlayStation Now is is different in a way. It's also cheaper, but you get AAA games right on release with Game Pass. So, like, you can't really beat that right now. <clears throat> um, and with the Bethesda purchase, okay, mm -hmm. if Bethesda can deliver on those new IPs and they actually end up being good, which is you know not too far of a stretch for freaking Bethesda. It, it is Bethesda after all. They make really good games. Almost every game they've right. made is is at least like an A title. Um and Playground Games, which is who is in charge of the next Fable, is able to, like, absolutely nail Fable. I think that is the cherry on top to Microsoft finally being back on par with Sony for exclusive titles. Maybe still behind by, like, a couple of games. But at least now they're kind of neck and neck again with, like, who's got the better right. IPs, which it hasn't been like that since, I mean, let's be honest, it's like Xbox versus PS2, right? Um, Probably, or I guess, yeah. or I guess technically, I know 360 beat out PS3. So back then, 360 really had a lot. Yeah, but it probably started when you got like when you're talking about like God of War, yeah, Halo, exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, there's mm -hmm. and, it's definitely there. And remember last week, Roughhouse, we were talking about that. I forget who it was. That's how much I even care about that. But like, there was this <laughs> company that's like owned by the company of a company of a company that makes like 5,000 games, and they're like announcing yeah. another game. And I was concerned because I was like, listen, this is great and all, but how are you going to say you're going to put more time into this game when you're developing five other games, right? Mm -hmm. And in this case with Fable, this is really important, okay? I don't know. Do you know who Playground Games is, Roughhouse? It, vaguely, but uh, not enough to speak to it intelligently. So why don't you... Uh, they, are, they are the sole... Not sole. I mean, there's other developers and publishers involved, but... Their sole purpose has been Forza. The company exists mm. and has made Forza. That's it. Nice. If you go to their website and click games, it's literally every Forza game that's ever been created. Nice. And that game has killed it ever since its first release, right? Back all the way to the first Forza. And they did have something to do with the first Forza. Now, Fable, a little bit of history of Fable. Fable was initially created by Lionhead Studios, the creators of Black and White. That was when Peter Molyneux co-founded Lionhead Studios, right? And Peter Molyneux was like a genius back then. Fable was amazing. This was such a new game back in 2004. The last one, Fable 3, came out in like 2010. And so my, my that's some concern there with me that, oh man, Lionhead isn't involved in this. Like what's going to happen? But if they they got playground games that literally only work on forza it looks like from what we saw forza 5 is done for the most part yes. right 
that means most of the the lion's share but <laughs> pun intended right lion head um i try i do my best uh, <laughs> the lion's share of their time is going to be spent on fable and that is so important to me to have a company working on just this and forza that leads me to believe right. this is going to be a solid game that actually is in amazing hands like phil spencer says i don't usually take what people say like at face value when they're just you know trying to say shit to the public to get them to feel good right so well, i'm gonna be interested <laughs> in seeing that mini game where you have to race in fable so that'll yeah. probably be <laughs> oh yeah that looks fun too yeah uh, yeah did you play the original ones fantasy. yeah yeah it's such a good game man. yeah it's such a good game yeah real life uh uh fantasy racing will probably be yeah i'd be interesting if they have like a mario kart style um <laughs> like mini game or side thing that you can do that'd be funny but uh speaking of mario kart and mario let's talk about the four ways nintendo yeah. is moving beyond video games so like we had said previously in our question of the week this is what kind of spurred it is you know nintendo's trying to branch out kind of try to figure out more ways to keep their brand not just about video games or but you know put that stuff in there but expand on all the ip so this breaks down uh four ways the first one which we had touched upon during the question of the week is theme parks as we know they have built a nintendo based theme park in uh japan called super mario world they are also expanding it to california florida and singapore um so this is pretty cool. I'm looking forward to going to the one in Florida. Mm -hmm. So there's a Mario Kart ride in the um, Japan area, which has the augmented reality. The parks are not as developed at Universal or Disney right now, which takes decades to make. So it's kind of like one of those things where if Nintendo's able to really implement something strong in florida in california where disney and universal are kind of kings mm -hmm. um it could be you know that forward of a park where they're out beating those other parks because they were able to put stuff in it that were that was well pretty much brand new because as you know it takes years for theme parks to oh yeah change rides or augment rides so build a new roller coaster you yeah. basically mm -hmm. if you go to disney or universal unless they added something new you're going and you're dealing with the same stuff mm -hmm. so you probably could go to a theme park maybe once every five years and there'll be something new there yeah but for the most part if you were to go every year the only reason you'd be going every year is to just try to experience everything. everything you didn't mm -hmm. experience or redo everything but not only that but it's just so hard to experience everything all at once that you would probably take you two well, or three visits to really get everything. That's actually a really good point because so they're doing this in partnership with Comcast, who owns Universal. Mm -hmm. right? Universal, so they do right. Universal. So they're building these as subsets of Universal. So right. I don't. You've been to you've been to the Florida Disneyland, right? Yes. Or Disney? Mm -hmm. That's World, right? Disney World. So I think so. Yes. So when you went there, did you by any chance do the whole like Disney Epcot Universal? Yeah, we used to, when we went, we always did the park popper, so we yeah. could go to different mm -hmm. parks. So, yeah, yeah, it was, back then when I went, I didn't have all of the theme parks that they have now, but it was definitely the the big three were there. Yeah. Epcot, Wait, Disney more? World, MGM. Yeah, they have a um, an animal theme park now. Oh, like a safari or something like that? Or... Yeah, and then okay. I think that there's there might be one more, but I can't recall. Well, see, yeah, okay. So, oh, but you can park up. So that supports, them, that supports so. what I'm going to say, too, and, and what you just mentioned, which is 
you know, it's it's hard to get that establishment as a theme park too. And like you said, once every five mm-hmm. years, really, what's going to change? So this does two things. A and that's being optimistic, by the way. Yeah. It oh yeah. Yeah. Longer, I agree. But... I agree. Yeah. Or or you know, best case, like at Six Flags, they repainted Superman and made it Bizarro and then changed it back, right? Like it's it's you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the back. Bizarro ride also went backwards, right? So it wasn't it oh, wasn't just it? a yeah. They didn't just paint it. They the ride actually functioned differently, if I remember. Oh, I don't know. That's right. the idea yeah. of it being bizarro. Yeah. Went back. <laughs> so, uh, but a couple things are happening. So, a Disney and Universal are going to get a huge boost because, okay, hey, now their theme park has changed because we have the Super Mario Land, right? And then Super Mario Land gets to kind of work off of all the progress that Universal and Disney has made. So it's a, it's a very symbiotic relationship there where they're both going to be able to succeed really quickly. I think. Because who the hell is not going to go to Super Mario World when it's right the freak next to Disney? Like, let's be honest. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? That is that is a that is a child's dream. That is that is that is like perfect. If you are a child, you will like something in somewhere of those yeah. parks. So, and and also, if you want to see what it's like to be in that park, there are plenty of YouTube videos yeah. that mm-hmm. people show you. Just going around the park, I don't believe there's anything that actually shows the ride. But there was a video once it first opened, like two weeks after it opened, I was able to find where this guy literally goes through the park. He goes through the entire walkthrough of the actual wait area, which is amazing for for the Mario Kart ride, Uh, meeting all of the characters and how awesome they were, Um, interacting with the environment, which is pretty cool. So you get a power band. Uh, with a character on it and you can link it to your phone and you can see what team is winning each day based off of what power band you have but you can Mm -hmm. go around the park and you can hit question mark blocks you can actually fight bosses um that are all around there using your power band basically um you could find hidden things with the power band so there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can do outside of just being in rides so Mm -hmm. It's a super interactive, and I will tell you this: the food, amazing. Oh, I can imagine like, they have some crazy recipes there. So everything is very Mario based, obviously. So you, like, there's a giant mushroom you can eat. Yep. Um, you know, there, but like when you sit down at the table, the area is actually uh like a TV screen, and it's a background of toad's land and you can see toads running around and interacting with you and then you can look in the kitchen and there's a there's a a screen in the kitchen and all it is is a bunch of toads making your making your food so it's just them running around cooking and (laughs) and everything like that so it's an experience on itself and the food itself like they have one it's like a rice dish but the rice is um, like a fit it into a star yeah, no, yeah like yeah, a star okay, and it's got yeah. the, like so there's just so many cool things um it's actually it's so actually it's a world instead of like because i feel like when you go to disney and six flags and stuff like you're there there's a bunch of stores and then there's the rides where well this is more know. like disney immersive. really immersive oh disney well, disney does disney immersive does yeah yeah disney, yeah disney and universal will definitely immerse yeah. you but yeah six flags doesn't um but you know that's why they're the that's why you pay a hundred dollars a day to go to disney and you pay Forty dollars a day to go yeah, to exactly. You know, six flags, <laughs> yeah. which you know, and that's standard ticketing. That's not even like with yeah, the passes with the and all that stuff. All that. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's super exciting. And then obviously, I think number two is just like you know, obviously, Makes any sense. companies mm-hmm. doing that with stores and merchandising. So, making um, you know, stores in Tokyo, New York, and Tel Aviv, they're also you know, obviously being been selling 
Nintendo stuff forever. I mean, they, they have a connection with Lego now, and they have the Super Mario Legos, which are awesome, in a very out-of-the-box type situation where, like, I never expected Legos to be this interactive before yeah. in my life and the connection. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. But also, obviously, them making their own stores is really cool because I think that's an extension of the theme park in that sense because I would hope that the store had some really cool things to it well it's interesting too because if you look at like nintendo and microsoft they had they've always had stores they had stores before they made video game systems you know so yeah but those were but that's because they sold they were doing other things things. but that's that's my point though so nintendo like like, i feel like with nintendo you're only getting like merch and possibly their systems and yeah exactly you can get Mm -hmm. you know so yeah where with sony and microsoft you were getting computers Computers and yeah you're getting cameras you know tv stuff like that so yeah and then movies and tv and then augmented reality are next on here too and i guess the first thing that i want to and again these are like kind of the four things that they're just saying that nintendo is now also focusing on in in addition to games so i guess the first point i want to uh shoot out here is that we've talked numerous times in the past to rough house about how nintendo is not competing with Sony and Microsoft, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. They are their own thing. They do their own thing. But there's also this idea that, I, I mean, I guess I call it like the Amazon effect, right? Like, what does Amazon do? Everything. They literally mm-hmm. do everything. And I think most companies nowadays, they are they look at the world and they're like, all right, what other facets can we just start to, what other niches can we develop and just continue to work in to, to grow our, our business. And this is what Nintendo is now doing. They're not just doing video games and, you know, stuff like that and augmented reality with Pokemon Go. But now they're like, all right, we are going to build stores. Even though brick and mortars are not a thing, a Nintendo store, you know, in major cities is still going to make sense. Movies and TV. Who is not making, which we're going to find out a little bit later. We have another um, movie that's getting made off of a game, which we'll go over. But... Who is not making a movie or a show off of a video game right now? Like, how many have we talked about, Rough House? So a freaking lot. many. Yeah. And I'm and I I love to see it because honestly, sure. I, I feel like video games have way more interesting interesting storylines than mm-hmm. a lot of the the bland like guy meets girl, girl cheats mm-hmm. on guy or guy cheats on girl. Then they make up and now they love each other each other at the end and they get married, right? Like it's like the same romantic comedy storyline over and over story. and over again. It's it's. Right <laughs> It's like, like how many of those movies have we seen? Action movies. Like, there's only so many yeah, sure. same storylines we can go through. But video games, there's so much fantasy involved in video games that, like, well, I think anything the, can happen. I think the idea with video games and why that's the case is because you're part of that story in a bigger way yeah. than you are if you just watch a TV show or you watch a, a movie or something. And plus, on top of it, you can be anyone or anything in some of them. So it like kind of builds you out in that case. That's a good point. So you could actually, that's a really good point. So now I'm thinking by playing a game, I think it actually pre it. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. Follow me here for a second. (laughs) When you watch a movie, you see reviews and stuff like that. This is a little bit of a sidetrack, but you see reviews and stuff like that. You might go in with a preconceived notion of like, what the movie might be like if it's you know got shitty reviews you kind of already think it's going to be bad it's got really good reviews you're kind of biased towards thinking it's good right and this is just psychology so now let's throw video games into that mix 
You play a video game that you're immersed in, thinking that you are the character. You beat that video game as you are that character. Now it's kind of preconditioning your brain to be like, this movie is going to be that much better because I am that person in the movie. Because let's be honest, people watch movies in the first place for like this escapism idea, right? Of, mm-hmm. you know, I, I that's me. I'm going to live the life of this person in the movie. But you can do that more so after having played the game, right? So that's actually a really good point, Ralph House. I, yeah. I, I think that's 100% true. And I think with how I mean, long... I think, that's also, I think that's also why they fail more often than not. Uh, what, video game movies? Mm-hmm. How, why, what do you mean? Well, I think it's because you're so immersed in the characters and the story that you expect mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they change things or they 100%. move things around, I think that's why you need to be perfect. Yeah. And, and if, if you don't not. execute, it just flops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is like it's tough. why one of, one of my favorite IPs, Resident Evil, had such a problem with the movies is because they diverted so far away from the storyline that made it so great and they just went with this whole Mm -hmm. one person being a bioweapon basically and they're the final fantasy spirit hero it's like you you have to you know final fantasy is tough because final fantasy branches off into so many different aspects that that one could have been fine maybe in some respects because you you have right now like what 30 plus types of heroes that you've dealt with Mm -hmm. and that that are all just based off the world right Mm -hmm. so it's difficult with certain ips to really get it right and i think that's Mm -hmm. part of the problem right it's that you have to really be perfect Mm -hmm. and hit on all cylinders and it's it's tough to do that on a regular movie let alone something that already has years and years of story and Mm -hmm. and things behind it so that's why i think they fall apart more often than not and very little mm-hmm. succeed and i think part of that too could possibly be they don't take it as serious maybe um you maybe. know i think well think about it like if you go back to the movies or the tv shows of like superheroes and stuff mm-hmm. you could talk about how many of them were garbage and how many of them were great and you can always see like okay well once the mcu started you saw pe- they were starting to take it real serious and yeah. now all of a sudden you're getting all this quality Mm-hmm. off of something people thought were going to be garbage because they were just like whatever so i yeah. think that can happen i think you could i think if if they can keep do if someone can do it right it could be a renaissance in gaming movies and you could probably see like I, i'm yeah i think mm-hmm. it's possible and I, i'm looking forward to what they do with the new resident evil movie mm-hmm. um you know there's been some questions about casting but you know i've i've seen questionable casting work out before but it's tough because the ones that have done questionable casting have a track record. The Resident Evil movie, not so sure it has that track record. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see what happens. But yeah. I digress. What's next up or what, what What else would you like to talk about in regards to this or our next? Well, topic? I did actually, I wanted to shout out Final Fantasy VII Advent Children real quick. Because okay. did, you, did you ever see that? Yeah, that one was good. That yeah. one I thought was pretty good. That will, yeah, but mm-hmm. that was good because it literally. So like, like you said, Final Fantasy Spirits within it could it picked like a random storyline that wasn't even related to a game, mm-hmm. and it and it kind of they were kind of able to do that because there's so many Final Fantasies. But Advent Children, I think the Final Fantasy kind of equation is stick to the story. So when they took the same characters and made a spinoff Advent Children in an anime esque type, you know, setting, that was it was they nailed it, you know. So. Um, just a, my little two cents there, but 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. I just, I, I really like Nintendo. I just really like Nintendo. I don't necessarily think they have the best games, but like they have the the most memorable games, I guess, or not? No, not even the most memorable. I, I don't know what the word is for. They're the most nostalgic, maybe. Uh, just because we kind of grew up with Nintendo as well, you know, Mario, Donkey Kong, and everything, and they just do a good job of being Nintendo. They're they're they are. Any you know, I feel like everybody grows up being told like, be yourself. You know, your mom and dad are like, be yourself, be nobody but yourself. Don't let other people dictate what you should do. Nintendo embodies that, and for for a company to put out that much product to children and also embody being yourself, that's good, man. It makes me feel good about the world. <laughs> so that's 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 pretty cool. Um, that's my that's my my spiel there, my soapbox for Nintendo. So, all right, Roughhouse, are you are you gonna play Magic with me or what? You gotta start playing Magic: The Gathering because I'm getting really really into this game. Oh, I don't know now. if I can afford it now. I will buy you a deck. <laughs> it's, no, it's it is uh, pretty expensive. I actually started playing Arena online again, uh, which you mm -hmm. have to buy cards in the game that you don't own in real life. That I've also bought real cards i'm i'm just man i'm a sucker for cardboard i don't know what to tell you um so for those of you in the trading card space um actually first and foremost i totally forgot about this the legends of runeterra seasonals just happened um which i casted the swiss for uh the winner of the north american legends of runeterra seasonal was duckling Yes, that's his name, Duckling. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't remember EU and SEA off the top of my head, but just in case you guys are interested, again, that's the the ten thousand dollars. So Duckling walked home with a clean ten thousand dollars. But in other card game news, um, I don't know if you've seen much about this Roughhouse, but Magic. I think I think you probably have seen this floating around. Magic keeps adding other movies and stuff into the card game. Like, just completely random thing. Have you seen, like, news about that at all? No, I haven't. They are taking any sort of anything that they can throw into... Like, there were jokes before about people saying, like, yeah, eventually there's going to be, like, a Spider-Man in, you know, Magic the Gathering. <laughs> like, they, they just literally are taking any IPs they can that want to make a deal and throwing them in the game because they can make money off of them. Because they did a Walking sure. Dead one where you could buy cards that were all Walking Dead characters. And they were Magic the Gathering cards. And they're called Secret Lairs. Um, now, this one is Dungeons & Dragons. Now, Magic is is very much similar to Dungeons & Dragons in that it has the same lore and stuff like that. Um, so I don't necessarily hate this crossover. But they're actually adding cards that work with the game mechanics to allow you to travel through a dungeon. So basically, you you play a card. It says enter the dungeon, and then you pull up a dungeon from the side, and it's a card, and you mm -hmm. choose a path as the game progresses when you trigger effects. And I think it's a neat idea. I really like what Blizzard's been doing with the the card game too. Although it's on paper still, because you're very much limited with paper card games versus a computer card game and what you can do. Um, they still are allowing themselves to venture into those weirder card game concepts that are on the computer but doing it on cardboard still on paper in real life and um i really i really like this i really like that they're doing this and I, i'm really excited for uh these cards to come out i think they hit on uh, july 8th on arena i don't know if they're coming out i don't know about them coming out on paper or not but i don't know i i don't know anything about the release schedule with that yet i just started getting back into this uh competitively so yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting to see how this is going to work. So, um, 
you know, if they're if the dungeon crawling aspect is more of a single player type situation. No, it's 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 in game. It's in game. So like hmm. if I was if I was playing you and we were going head to head, we draw our opening hand. What happens is I play a creature, and mm-hmm. that creature might say like, "When played, enter a dungeon." So mm-hmm. then I grab a card that's not in my deck. It's just a card that you can grab. You grab a card, the the name of the dungeon that it says you enter, you put it on the field, and you you get the first effect. And then you might have another card that says, when played, advance in the dungeon. So mm-hmm. when you advance, you go to the next room that you want, and then you get that effect. And you have this little token cool. that tracks it. So it's still very much a head-to-head card game. It's, it has nothing... It doesn't... It actually integrates very well as a card game mechanic seamlessly in my opinion i mean it's it's a very good idea like i just i just showed roughhouse these cards that i have and like i'll show you an example of something that would be done on a computer roughhouse versus uh and i'll i'll explain it's pretty easy to explain on a, on a podcast too but if you guys are watching the youtube channel you guys can see this so i bought a collector's pack the other day and there's this card called fast and furious it's not cars <laughs> so see how there's it's one card, but it's horizontal. But it's two players, yeah. But it's two, two cards. Two characters. So yeah. what this is, is when I draw this in my hand and I play this, I can pick one or the other, get the effect, and then it goes to the graveyard. So it's basically like I'm drawing two cards in one to choose from, okay? Hmm. So in a digital card, the reason why these came about was because when Hearthstone came out as a digital card game, because before Hearthstone, these did not exist in Magic. So I'm assuming they probably got the idea from digital card games. But in a digital card game, what they were doing was they would have... This would actually look like it would be a single card. It would not have two cards split in half. It would be a single card, but the effect would just say, like, choose one. This Mm -hmm. or that. And then when you played it in the digital card game, two separate cards would come up out of that one card. And you could do that because it was on a computer. They could... You could just materialize cards, right? You You didn't need to have them in the deck. Well, you can't right. materialize cards in real life. So what they did is they just started printing two cards on one to get the same exact effect as a digital card game. And um, I like how Blizzards has has navigated that in an environment where, you know, it, it, it seemed grim at one point for paper card games, you know? That everything's yeah. just going to go now, now paper card games are worth a lot more than yeah. most Jeez. things. Yeah. <laughs> It's better than the stock market at this point. <laughs> yeah, in some in some cases you're not wrong. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, getting into Magic the Gathering. Uh, that Rough sounds House. like a lot of fun. What do we got for Game Pass coming up, Rough House? Well, I guess there's some stuff coming and going as there is usually. So you have to understand that with Game Pass, unfortunately, you don't get to keep the games forever, which is is obviously one of the big points of Game Pass. So you gotta. Keep an eye on one one of your favorite titles might be leaving, and then you may actually have to buy it. Um, but the nice thing about that is stuff comes in, so you get new stuff. You, you lose some of the old stuff. So and AAA titles that are brand you new. You weigh it. So you weigh it out. You get the AAA titles first. But let's let's talk about what it sounds like is coming to Game Pass. It is. Uh, Worms, Rumble, Cloud, uh, and console, and PC is coming out. That is already live. Iron Harvest is coming to the PC version of Game Pass uh, already. But so, so actually, most of these are already out, except for a few that I'll tell you when they're coming out, and they will 
be out uh, after the podcast, so most of the stuff will still mm -hmm. actually not be available yet. Uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered coming to the console and the PC already available. Uh, Proteus on PC already available. Um, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts coming July 1st, so one. something new for the new month. Um, that doesn't say where it's coming, so I expect it to possibly just be on the console, but you never know. Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling, coming to the cloud, console, and PC on July 1st. Gang Beasts, cloud, console, and PC July 1st. Immortal Realms Vampire Wars, coming to all of them. I'm just going to say all of them, which is cloud, console, and PC July 1st. And then Limbo, also coming out to all of the uh, Game Pass channels July 1st. There's also going to be some updates, DLC. Uh, Black Desert X uh, Bugatti event is coming on the 7th of July, um, or is actually available now and will be there until the 7th of July. Dead by Daylight Resident Evil available now. The rest are actually it, available. Live. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it looks like it. But these, but it's interesting. These DLC game updates are not part of Game Pass. I believe, if anything, um, they are. Available to games that have that are They're in the Game, the Pass, Game Pass collection. Pass, For yeah. example, mm -hmm. Dead by Daylight Resident Evil collection um, is actually you have to buy it. Like it's it's like ten bucks or something. Mm -hmm. But what it does is it gives you two characters as survivors and one new killer. So um, you can get that. But Dead by Daylight is part of the Game Pass, so you don't need to get that DLC to play it. But it's available for you if you want to mm -hmm. add on to it. Um, the Master Chief Collection Season 7, available now. I didn't know Master Chief Collection had seasons. That's like... Yeah, I don't know if it's just for the multiplayer aspect of it. Yeah, it probably is, is but I didn't right, realize so. that was still, like, a big... Well, people probably... Well, because I, with the Master Chief Halo. Collection, you know, it still goes through, like, some of the best... Halo 2 and stuff, multi yeah. yeah. right, exactly. Um, Flight Simulator World Update, uh, v, uh, five, I would say five, five. Nordics. Yeah. Yeah. Minecraft Sonic the Hedgehog DLC, <laughs> NBA 2K1 Season 8 Trial of Champions, For Honor Year 5, Season 2 Mirage, uh, that's available until July 1st. Sea of Thieves, Ooh. A Pirate's Life is available now. Oh, they Star announced Wars, that. Was that I... what they announced too at the conference? Pirates. They did. Yeah, Pirate's Life, yep. Star Wars Jedi Full on Order Series X. S update is available now. And the Elder Scrolls Online console enhanced series xs update is also available now One, now onto the bad news what's seven, leaving nine okay we actually we have eight leaving and there was nine that got right. added and, and and we're gonna be and they're gonna be leaving at the end of the month so you have a couple more days to play this if you're listening on monday uh battle chasers night war marvel versus capcom infinite mistover monster hunter world out of park baseball 21 Outer Wilds, not to be confused with Outer, Outer Worlds. Worlds. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, Soul Calibur... <laughs> six. Soul Calibur 4. Six. That's four. That's six. Four, isn't it? That's six. IV is four. <laughs> IV is four. Well, yeah. you know what? My, gnome, my Roman numeral is not so great. So six. Yeah. Six. And then the, the messenger, messenger is also so, the last one going on. So they, there you go. They, that's what's coming I, in. That's what's going out. I actually, so I, I when I saw this, I was freaking out because I just started the Yakuza series with the Yakuza Zero. So I'm, I'm gonna attempt to play that whole series because I'm hearing nothing but rave reviews about like the entire series, especially Like a Dragon, which just came out. Um, the first game is actually really good. The story is amazing. 
the combat's pretty eh so far, but um, the story is is beautiful. Like the it's all subtitled, which is kind of a pain because it's in Japanese. But I don't mind that too much because I'm I'm used to anime. Um, but yeah, the whole Yakuza series being on that is insane. That's so much value for me. And uh, I did order, by the way, Rough House. I ordered Mario Golf. So it's, um, I think it comes tomorrow in the mail. You know, this gets me on another tangent again because I thought about this the other day. Why the hell is digital content not reduced cost from freaking physical? This It literally makes zero sense for me to buy the digital version. It makes zero sense for me to buy the digital version when they're both exactly $60. What the hell is the point of that? Why aren't companies... Well, yeah, but... Yeah, okay. Hey, hey guess like, what you could be doing right now? What? You could be playing Mario Golf. I, that's what yes, you're not doing I right know. Now because I, you're waiting for it to I could in. have had it in on Friday so, if I downloaded that's it. The, that's the... That's not that's enough of difference. a... Mm, well, listen. I'm not saying that it is, but I'm saying there's convenience. You pay for convenience. A lot of people pay for convenience. As you stated before, you paid for convenience when you went to Six Flags by getting the Fast Pass, right? Some yeah, but they also save pay- like twenty dollars not producing the physical copy. Like, mm-hmm. like sure they, they do, should- but they also have to pay for they also pay for store costs though. Don't forget that. In some cases, obviously the okay, Nintendo yeah. store and Nintendo based games don't. But they like, save way more than they than they lose. I'm not though, saying that yeah, they don't. Uh, I'm not saying that they don't. But what I'm trying to put down is that the costs might not be as big of a gain as you think i always i'm sorry i always get off on this tangent i, I, I know hate this. especially when you find out what the rough house deals is this <laughs> so like dude look, don't get me wrong i like the digital age like i'm not like this boomer that's like i only want physical games but like it just doesn't make financial and realistic sense to me to buy digital games unless you absolutely need it like right that second i don't know but anyways well, All talking right. about physical things, unfortunately, <laughs> if you guys didn't know, PAX East was canceled. Are you? And we need like a segue counter. We need how many times you have perfect segues into the next like discussion topic that we talk about. I and we don't counter. plan these things by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. <laughs> no, I, you, yeah. you have so, gotten this down to a T. <laughs> so, but they are confirming that you will physically be able to go to PAX West 2021. Um but there's still some cautions that they'll be taking, obviously. So we were going to go to PAX East again this year, but unfortunately it didn't, didn't happen. happen. We were excited about it. It was supposed to happen this month or, or next month, but it's not happening anymore. So now they're going to have an online version of it. Rough House. Yes. Have you ever been to Gen Con Indie? No. It's a tabletop uh, thing. Okay. But, That's probably why I've never been. Yeah, I'm, I'm considering going this year because some of the Legend of Retire people are going to be there. Okay. So maybe, maybe that's the thing. I think it's in September, if I remember okay. correctly. Okay, we can talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, so PAX back in person. Thanks for getting back to normal. This is nice. <laughs> yeah, so a uh, four-day badge to the general public will run around $230, an individual day is 60 um, For media and content creator applications, those are now available for PAX East Online until June 30th with PAX West applications following shortly after. Um, so who knows, maybe we could put in an application and try to be in, in content creation applications and maybe we'll get some some inside moves. And what, get, to, get, to the West so, Coast? You want to go to Cali with me No, now? no, All I'm right. talking about for next year. I mean, if they're doing it for... Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, West, yeah. They could be doing it for the East, you know? We'll, right there, we'll oh, have three, two years of established content. Yeah, wait, where does it so, say that? Wait. It's at the. It's in the last paragraph. The second to last paragraph. 
Oh, okay. For me to kind of PAX Online East. Oh, okay. Wait, until June 30th. That's three days from now. Yeah, but that's... Uh, oh, PAX that's Online East. Okay, online, um, but I'm talking about, like, for maybe okay, next gotcha. year and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, it's coming back. So, guys, if you're in there, I know we have uh, someone on our Facebook that does go to it once in a while there in Seattle. So, maybe they'll go there again, and they'll have a good time. Let's hope so. Right. Um. Another. Uh, so this is the movie we kind of, or not movie. Is a show. Well, it's, it's a, a show. it's a show. Yeah. It's an animated, it's an TV, animated series. TV series. Did you play this Final Fantasy? I probably did. Listen, I've probably played all of them, but I probably haven't been as immersed as I was in seven and ten. Okay. No, that's fair. Too, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Eight, eight, seven, and ten are usually on a different plateau from eight and Level. nine. Um. But even though people say to this day that nine was probably the best one so yeah that's what i was just gonna say so i i mean if you took a poll of like every gamer i guarantee seven and ten are one and two flip-flop um a lot of people will argue that nine was also very good but seven through ten like seven eight nine ten ten two even like they were all just good they were all just even six a lot of people like six too and that was jrpg Mm -hmm. style so um but this game I love the choice that they made for Final Fantasy IX. So if you guys, for anybody listening, even if you haven't played Final Fantasy, you've probably seen Vivi. Vivi is the mage in this game. And Vivi is the stereotypical gaming mage in the blue outfit with the pointy yellow hat, right? I feel like everybody has seen that. If you're a gamer, you have seen that denotion of a mage somewhere. And Vivi was kind of the the character that propelled that into like meme status um in this game and it's very the the whole game is very chibi like right all the characters are are chibi if uh if you guys know what that is it's basically it's japanese term for the art style and um they decided to go with an animated tv series instead of like a live action movie and stuff like that i love this route i think that a lot of i think the live action stuff has flopped like we were just talking about and I think that if they go more of an anime CGI route, they'll ha- they'll be much more successful. So this actually excites me. I love this character cast and crew, um, and I-, I cannot wait to see this Final Fantasy IX animated TV series. It says they're looking to start production in the end of 2021 and early into 2022. Uh, and Square Enix is involved. French Cyber Group Studios alongside Square Enix. So the fact that Square Enix is involved in this leads me to believe this is going to end up being pretty freaking nice so very very excited to uh to see this get announced and based on the art style and everything it makes sense for the game art style it makes sense for it to be an animated series and not something live action so so finally we have one more story to talk about and it's uh you know basically tekken x street fighter has officially been announced that it's not going to happen and it was about 30 percent complete and the interesting thing about that is we had talked earlier last week about the fact that we were hoping that something exciting would come out of some of the announcements at uh, E3, especially with companies like uh, Bandai Namco, who does Tekken, and Street Fighter from Capcom, and none of those came to fruition. Um, and now it's official that uh, a crossover game that's been in the works for quite some time is now officially not happening well so you know what's funny too okay i just looked this i wasn't sure if you knew and i just looked this up real quick 
if you it, it, the very beginning of the article, so Tekken X Street Fighter has been mm-hmm. canceled essentially. It was first announced in 2010. Right. But apparently there was, and because I'm Street not Fighter X Tekken. there was Street Fighter X Tekken, and that was released on PS3 and Xbox 360 back in 2012. And I don't know if they're making another one. Sucker Punch Productions was involved uh, alongside Capcom. So basically, Bandai Namco's game is canceled. So I would not be surprised if Capcom continues to do something X Tekken and develop something, but um. Yeah, it always feels bad. Yeah, and I think the here. I think the main difference, if somebody was trying to figure it out, is that Street Fighter X Tekken was more Street Fighter style. Yeah. And I think Tekken X Street Fighter was going to be more Tekken, Tekken style. style. Yeah. So that's that's the the major difference. Yep. If you're wondering why the heck would they have a game already and make another one, I think it's because uh, yep. Tekken uh, Street Fighter X Tekken was 2D, like a 3D 2D style where Tekken is all 3D, mm-hmm. so it, basically that's the difference. It, it looks like as I'm watching, just some some. I remember this game vaguely, so that's why I'm just watching it to say, okay, what exactly was the difference there? And it exactly is that that uh, Street Fighter X Tekken was in uh, Street Fighter style, and obviously Tekken X Street Fighter was going to be something in a more Tekken esque type game style. So there you go. Oh God! I'm just looking see, at this. I thought it would be cool because I think it would be cool to have that happen. But you know, what are you gonna do? Roughhouse, why? Why today? Why? 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 What? Why couldn't you have told me this? Why couldn't you have told me this before this podcast today? I hate you. What's that? Oh, oh, Roughhouse deals. Yeah, man. Well, because I didn't know <laughs> if you were what you were doing. I am now five dollars poorer because of you. Okay, only five dollars. Well, it's not bad. Well, yeah, because I, I bought it on Amazon and I have like the cash back on my credit card. Oh yeah, you get that. Okay, so guys, what he's talking about is rough house deals, and this week we got a doozy for you because a game that just came out, I believe it just came out what Thursday or Friday? Friday, it Friday, was, mm-hmm. Friday. Mario Golf. Guess what? You get it on sale on eBay. Believe it or not. For $10 off, which means you only have to spend the OG style 50 bucks to buy it versus the $60 of the of the new well, generation. I'm not even going to say 70. next generation <laughs> of the newer current generation. Gen. I mean, the current gen yeah. versus next gen. Um, so it's still available. Um, it's selling pretty fast. There is limited availability right now. But it gets to you... It will take some time to get to you, so don't expect it to be something that you would get like an Amazon where it's going to come in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to save 10 bucks to get uh, regular shipping, it would would probably get to your doorstep when you're listening to this between July 7th and July 8th. Right now it says it can be there from the 6th and the 7th, so mm-hmm. add a day because today's Sunday um, when we're recording. But yeah, mm-hmm. you can save 10 bucks. Although it's come down with some mediocrity in regards to reviews... It might be worth it at the $50 price tag versus the 60 It is a lot of fun from what I've seen from reviews. It's just there's not a lot of meat there in regards to what you can do. It got, and replayability, I guess, can have some issues. So It got an 8.25 uh, on Game Informer. So. Yeah, there's a bunch of different ones. IGN was really rough to it. A couple of people on our Facebook group have it, and they, they discussed it a little bit, and they enjoy it. But one of our, one of our Facebook uh, people were able to beat it beat the uh, story mode already and so 
thing that it came in on Friday and they were able to get through the story mode by mm-hmm. Sunday uh, just shows that there's not a lot of meat to it. Although it's, you know, it's a, it's a golf game, so who knows in regards to, like, how much of the story mode. But you, you want to give as much as you can, and it looks like it's difficult there. But although I've heard it is really easy to play, so you got to take that into account as well because, obviously... They well, probably are doing it for the kids too, so it, it helps that it's a little bit easier to play than your standard golf I'm game. I'm gonna. So, this is to me the reason I got this game is because I loved Hot Shots Golf. Yeah, um, sure. Also known as Everybody's Golf, and I actually just looked up the reviews for that game too. IGN also gave Hot Shots Golf a crappy review, and honestly, for what it is, it's very, it's a very good game. Listen, I'm not saying that following the reviews is the right thing to go. And no, no, I know. I'm just saying IGN's it, but... biased <laughs> to golf games. <laughs> right. But, but you know, it, you just have to know what you're getting. And you're just getting a game that you can pick up and play for a little bit and have fun. And, you know, obviously there's that aspect of the speed golf with your friends and stuff like that that, that, that does add a wrinkle to it. But that means you have to have people over a lot to really enjoy that piece of it and have that open area because I, I guess you can use the controllers like a like you wouldn't with a Wii. So it's it's cool, but listen, you can get it for ten dollars off now, so get it for fifty bucks if you don't have it already. I think it'll be good. I'll let you guys know next week. I'm not saying no, I think it is I think it's fun and I think it's what it is. I don't think that a game like that can get like a an amazing score. No, it's not. It's not meant to be a it's not meant to be that way. It's just meant to have some silly fun playing uh you know, goofy golf I would say. You know? Right, so, so go to... go for it. What's going on with your game releases this week, Dozo? What's coming out? Not a whole lot. Um, we got Curve Space coming out for everything but the Switch and I guess but Stadia. But who actually cares about Stadia? June 29th. Um, Destroy All Humans for the Switch on June 29th. Sky Children of Light for the Switch on the 29th. Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol. <laughs> Where do people come up with this shit? Um, that's for PC, PS4, Xbox. Well, Zombies Ate My Neighbors was an old school. I think it was an original game, though. Zombies Ate My Neighbors was like a game that happened, and Ghoul Patrol is just a a new version. Just like an, Zombies uh, Ate My Neighbors was a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, or is it like a double game? Because it, uh, it looks oh, like it's. Oh actually, my god! Yeah. What is yeah. this? That yeah. old? Yeah. The, so it's the sequel, Ghoul Patrol, but yeah, so it's both games. So. It's basically a, I, I don't know if you want to call it a remaster, but it's probably a, okay. Yeah, 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 it's it's basically a remaster. This looks like its original release was 1993, on the Sega Mega Drive Genesis console and Super NES. So <laughs> this is basically getting ported over to everything, uh, to be playable. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Um, a tale. Yeah, I thought it was like a newer one, and I was like, oh, that sounds exciting. No, no. I remember Zombie Eat My Neighbors. Uh, Tale of Synapse, The Chaos Theories for PC and Switch on my birthday, the 30th. Doki Doki Literature Club Plus for everything but Stadia on June 30th. Beasts of Maravilla Island uh, for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. This is, what did we say TBC was again? To be... To be... uh, um, Not continued. (laughs) Yeah, right. To be considered, to be to be we definitely looked this up before too like i'm so yeah. used to tbd and not tbc i don't understand what tbc like who the hell came up with that um if you find it let me know sam and max this time it's virtual for pc vr 
Same deal, TBC in June. To be confirmed. To be confirmed. And then World Splitter for Xbox One as well. Uh, to be confirmed. So a little little less games. No no real uh, like AAA titles or Yeah, we're anything. we're getting into the summer months. Not much happens during this time. We're we're gonna pick back up in September, well, October most likely. So. It's also post COVID, so I think until the end of the year, I like this holiday season might suck a little bit for gaming. I don't think there's gonna be a whole lot released except for Halo, which is pretty awesome. Um, Halo, Halo might do really well because of that too, right? Because there's not a lot of other AAA titles coming out. I think Horizon would be what it's competing with, um, <laughs> Forbidden West. But it's going to be one of the only games, and maybe that'll actually help bolster its sales because it's first Let's game in so. a while. So I love Halo, man. Exactly. That's it. That's it. That's all we got today, guys. So uh, make sure you like and subscribe if you haven't already on YouTube and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And why don't you give us a positive review, hopefully, while you're up there. I'm, I'm sure we do enough to at least get some positivity out of today. So why don't you throw that our way? We got at least a review. Come on, guys. Come on. You yes, can do exactly. it. <laughs> so, with that being said, we'd like to thank you again for joining us on another edition of Game Wild. We'll see you later. Peace out. Peace out.